This episode is brought to you by MDC Strategy. By the Hood has partnered with several other educators and investors to create MDC Strategy. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme or fake internet gurus selling you dreams of wealth. This is a community of educators and investors who believe in the power of community and shared ideas. We share information about real estate, long-term stock investing, precious metals, options trading, cryptocurrency, and much more. For more information, visit mdcstrategy.com. This is not investment advice. It's for educational and informational purposes only. Really to pay attention to your value and understand your value. And our skin is a value right now that I haven't seen in my lifetime, right? I've, I've known people who told me like, yo, this is a good time to leverage um, our melanin to get to get to a place. But also once you get there, Keep that door open and bring others with you, right? I think that's yeah. that's what Dion that's, is doing. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast, a webcast, because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host, as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show that's with gratitude, I want to send a special shout out to all the members from our MDC strategy group. That group is growing. It's changing lives, and um, I'm very, very proud of the work that we're doing there. Shout out to all the students from By the Hood University, as well as the youth from the By the Hood Ownership Camp. I got my partner in crime, Core Me Core. What's up, good brother? Man, living La Vida Loca, every day above ground is a good day, so I ain't going to complain about nothing. Absolutely, man. And this is our Wednesday pod for those who are not in tune with what we do here at By the Hood. Um, we have a, a Wednesday podcast where we talk about all issues pertaining to black wealth, as well as personal finance, um, you know, just just have great conversations. Me and my brother, uh, every once in the blue, you'll see us have a guest on and we'll talk to that guest. Uh, we haven't had guests as often as we used to because we want to make sure we do a great job of vetting our guests and just not letting not letting anyone on the platform um, who's saying anything that can, uh, you know, get us in trouble. We ain't about that life. So um, so shout out to anybody who's tuning in for the first time. For those that listen every week, we appreciate you. We love the support. Um, we thank you for all the support. Um, but please leave us some feedback, some comments about our podcast, any specific guests you would like for us to have on. But they got to be legit, though. We can't just put anybody on here. We don't want nobody, uh, you know, running a play and getting us in jail nothing like that. We ain't, we ain't about that life, right? We want to make sure we bring quality um, content to our people and have great conversations, man. But, uh, you know, Core, how are you, man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, you know, finding my stride. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you, you. I know you're over there in, in, in Houston now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, man. Just finding my stride. Like, you know, I ain't really set up no roots here. I ain't really, you know, reach out and make no contacts yet. I was just getting my family life together. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, moving um, is moving is a beast, man. Yeah, because I'm still not done. I'm just I'm here, so that's. I got the biggest part of the move done, which is yeah. be here. My um, question is, how you adjusting to that weather, bro? I'm not. I haven't been out the house. <laughs> no, listen. I only come out the house to go to the market or go to, you know what I mean, pick my kids up from school. So I'm only out in the heat maybe 30 seconds to 45 seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go nowhere where I got to stand outside longer than 45 seconds to a minute. Like I, I got out my car. Me and my wife, our anniversary was on uh, late in late August. 
and um, we went to a restaurant. We parked. It was a packed restaurant. We parked far enough away where we had to walk for like a minute to get to the mm -hmm. restaurant. By the time I got to the restaurant, I was sweating, dog. Like I was like, "This is." And we went at night. It was like ninety-seven degrees at eight o'clock at night. Yeah, it's a, di it's a different weather. That Texas heat, a little different. Yeah, like, yo, man, this was this is literally for the birds. Like, I don't know what bird. I don't know what bird is for, but it's literally for the birds. Like, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so listen, today's topic, man. You know, um, it's going to be a very interesting topic, man. For those that are watching the video, you see me with my hat on my WRS, and for those who don't know what that is, that's War Room Sports. It's a um. It's a sports media company that, uh, you know, I'm part owner in. Um, we're actually getting ready to stop our weekly podcast. We had a weekly podcast since 2009, and we're about to approach episode 700. Once we get to 700, we always said we're going to stop, so we're going to stop. Um, but I bring that up because this is a topic that sometimes we would have there, but this is also not just a sports topic. This topic and we're going to talk about is really about um, black wealth. It's about value. Um, it's about understanding your value in the marketplace. And we want to talk a little bit about Deion Sanders and what he's doing in Colorado. So um, I want to start the conversation off by saying that when he first went to Colorado, we had talked about it a little bit with uh, Kamari, I believe, on the Black Wealth Project. And, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily critical, but I'm not going to lie and say that I wasn't. I've always had this thing about HBCU. I have a love for HBCU. So I went to an HBCU. So I have a love for HBCU. So it was kind of like, you know, um, it was kind of it's a nuanced conversation because I didn't necessarily judge him for making a move because you can never judge a man for making a move that he thinks is right for himself and his family. But I did feel a type way because I'm like, yo, um, why can't we have, you know, what I mean, like the value is here with our people. But with that being said, I was telling you last night, Corey, we were talking. I was like, the funny thing is when the Colorado game came on. I found myself rooting for them like an HBCU. When it comes to college football, right. when it comes to college football generally, I don't have a favorite team. I don't root for any team because I didn't go to most of the schools that are competing at that level. Um, you know, uh, so, but I found myself like really getting into the game, like y'all, we got to get this first down. I'm like, what do I mean, we? This I didn't go to Colorado, but I guess from from a political standpoint, I just found myself now rooting for Colorado. So I was telling you that this is an interesting topic because of the value that he has brought to that institution. And that relates to kind of us on an everyday uh, level when we talk about skills that we've built up, talents that we've built up, and understanding our value as we go from place to place. Now, I relate this to you for a second and then let you know, then give you the mic or the floor rather. Um, you're an educator, right? But you went to school, you went to certifications, you went to training, you have paperwork, um, which, which adds a value. So, as you move from school to school and now you move to a whole different state, when you look for opportunities to, you know, um, to get paid, but also to share your gifts, you have to understand what your value is. Right. Yep. And sure. we will get, we're going to get into the data in a second. I'm going to show a little bit of data about the value that Dion has brought to Colorado, but what are your overall thoughts about um, the value that he's brought there? And how did you feel watching that first game at Colorado? Um, sort of like you did, like, I was like, Ooh, uh, they getting busy, like you know what I mean. Like, I found myself rooting for Colorado. Um, I do have a favorite college team because I grew up rooting for a team, but I don't know if they're my favorite team this year, just this year. Um, and plus, he the, the coach from my favorite team had beef with Dion. So, um, whoa, who your squad? Bama, I, yeah, I knew he was gonna say that. 
I mean, I mean, my dad from Alabama. I'm, I grew up an Alabama fan. I've been rooting for Alabama since I was five years old. I got it. So, um, and then, um, you know, so, you know, since the, the the coach had beef with Dion, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. Like this, <laughs> this year, this year I'm rooting for Dion and them. Um, but we, um, as far as value in the marketplace, Dion always knew his value in the marketplace. Because, like I was telling you, he created a persona to make money when he was coming out of college so he can make money. Like, primetime was all persona. He, he was like, I created that so that I can get, you know, get to a bag. Um, he also um, understands marketing and promotions because my man had two hit number one records. He played, you know, baseball, football. My man had, you know, he was everywhere doing everything. While he was in his prime, so he understands from that uh, perspective that he's valuable. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and then on top of that, something that you said is that everywhere he's been and everything he's done, he's performed well. Yeah, like he's never failed. Yeah. Um, when he was at Florida State, you know they was playing for the, you know what I mean? They played for the Natty. He got into the pros. You know he's he the deciding <laughs> factor. He's he, won everywhere he's been, even yeah, in baseball. He was the deciding factor in, 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 in championships at the pro level. He was, um, you know, he played in the World Series. So, like, something about him inspires winning and, and, and money. So he has a value in the marketplace that is defined by many different things. Um, but we, we talked about this last week with Buffett. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Good point. Good point. Good point. We talked about this understanding your value and how to leverage it. We talked about leveraging leveraging the value you have in whatever marketplace that you're in. Let me ask you a question personally, though. Right? If you know, if you want to get into it, like, have you had an issue doing that? Like, um, you know, in your work, like, you know, if you go to a new, I never have an issue because I don't accept less than what I'm. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll bounce because I know I have a specialized skill set. I'm black and I'm a man. In a in a women in in a, in a place where black people don't really have a spot and where men generally don't even venture into. Mm-hmm. So generally, when I go to a place, I get paid more than every teacher there. Yeah, I, I funny. It's funny you say that because I've heard like people that friends of mine that work in education say there's such a need for black men in education that now is a great opportunity to not only get into this space but to move up in the ranks because. Um, I guess the only person that made more than me probably was the principal. Yeah. All right. So that's an interesting, like, you know, conversation about, so, so, you know, for everybody listening or, or watching the video, um, let us know about like yourself in the marketplace, whatever, whatever you work in, you could be an accountant, you could be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, you could be an artist, yeah. like understanding your value, but let's talk a little bit about some of this data about the value that he's brought to this institution. Right. So for those that are listening, um, I have a couple slides I'm just going to show. I'll read them out loud. If you're listening, if you're watching, you can, you know, just follow along. This was a tweet from uh, Joe Pompliano. He says, and he took, the, he actually got the data from a TickPick, um, which, you know, tracks like tickets in, in, in different arenas or what have you. He said, you could have attended every Colorado home game last year for $222. Total. Total for every home game. <laughs> but the get-in price for this Saturday's game against Nebraska is 476 for that <laughs> one game, right? Colorado also gained 147,000 new social media followers just this weekend. 
He says, Deion Sanders is worth every penny. And a lot of people have pointed out when Colorado offered him that money, they didn't even have the money to pay him, but they knew what would come with it. He um, will pay himself. He's all, yeah, pretty much. But think about that, bro. Think about you could went to every home game for like less than 250 bucks. And now they get into one game. Their first game is already worth more than every game combined last year. Like how insane is that, bro? Uh, that's not insane. That's his value in the marketplace. Yeah. So there's no insanity there. Like he already knew. Mm-hmm. He already knew. He's been a star at everything that he's ever done. He's been a star on every single level. And he didn't feel like this was going to be any different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, he has his son playing quarterback. He has the number one recruit in the, in the country from two years ago playing wide receiver and cornerback. And he was like, we're going to run with it. We're going to run it. And, like, and he has his other son playing uh, cornerback who had 10 tackles this past week. And he has the other gentleman, the running back that he had, like he's been coaching him since he was four years old. Yeah, like, so he they already know what it takes to win, right? So Ooh. when he came to Colorado, he already knew what it was what he was hitting for. So, so I'm glad you said that about his son, right? Because we talk about black wealth and personal finance, but we believe that wealth is a team sport, right? And it's not about you as an individual and what kind of toys or trinkets you have. It's about how you can use, you know, um, your platform. those resources, yeah, to, to, to help others, right? And you talked about him being there with his kids, his son, and people that he's, like, mentored and brought up since, since they were kids, right? And he himself said, like, you know, these are like my other sons, like a family atmosphere, Right. I want you to take a look at this this next slide I have, which talks about the money or the value that Shador generated just based off one game. Right. Um, and I heard he doesn't like to be called Shador. He likes to be called two. So we're going to say two. So two or Shador is now projected to make three point eight million through the NIL this season. That is up two point five million dollars from before the breakout game against TCU. He's projected his NIL projected earnings are over two million dollars more than Dak. <laughs> I'm sorry, let me repeat that. His projected NIL earnings is over two million dollars more than Dak Prescott's base salary this season, which is 1.7. Nearly three million more than Joe Burrow's base salary this season, which is um you know a little over a million dollars, and also nearly three million more than both Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence base salaries this season. And it says the Sanders name prints money. Now, for those who don't know who these are, maybe you guys listen to us for the personal finance and business stuff and, you know, don't follow sports. Um, Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. All starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Joe Burrow is arguably, um, you know, a top two, three quarterback in the entire NFL. Um, Justin Herbert is one of the young talents playing quarterback in the NFL, as is Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars. Um, And off of that one game, he's projected to make more money than them through the NIL. You talk about value that Dion brings, but also we talk about the wealth that the family is now bringing. Now he's putting his son in position to also do the same. Right. His son's going to make more money in his NIL deal probably by the end than his pop is going to make from coaching. Yeah. It's possible. By the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that he will. No, it's possible. It's, it's possible, possible that he'll, his son will make more money from out of this than he would. It's funny because like certain people are walking economies. As I was watching the game, and I'm finding myself rooting for Colorado, which I'm telling you, it was just weird. Because first of all, 
I haven't watched a Colorado game since Cordell Stewart. Was <laughs> right. I was thinking about that. Like, That's, I yeah. watched Colorado since he beat Michigan. Yeah, and I know some people don't know Cordell Stewart. Like, they know Cordell Stewart through reality TV and all that. But when Cordell Stewart was in college, forget his pro career. When he was in college, he was him. Yeah, he right? was okay. He was so good that I was watching the Colorado game. And I didn't. I haven't watched a Colorado game since Cordell Stewart. So I'm sitting there watching the game. And another thing occurred to me as I watched the game. You know, I watch sports, but I watch college football here and there. And I'm like, I've never watched a game where every commercial break, one of the coaches is in the commercial. Whether it was Aflac, he had another commercial was on there, or whatever. And I'm like, yo, dude, it's like printing money doing commercial breaks. Like, he's really that valuable of a person within this space. Um, and it's interesting to see him, you know, um, at this value now go to his players and his sons. This is truly an, um, a study yeah. in understanding your worth and also how to put other people on. It really is. And I, I thought it was interesting to bring to our, our, our weekly podcast because, again, we could talk about this specific story in entertainment or sports, but this happens in everyday life, right? If you go, if you're someone who studies your craft, you have a degree, you have certifications, you have to understand your value in the marketplace, right? And that's why I ask you about your specific, you know, um, what's crazy is sometimes my, my certifications aren't even updated sometimes, and I still get <laughs> I still get whatever I <laughs> like maybe you, shouldn't that, maybe you shouldn't say that on a public platform, but I I'm get just your saying, point. like you know I get your point. Yeah, like I mean, my, you know, I keep my certifications as up to date. You know, like teacher certifications are weird because state to state, you gotta do all kinds of weird stuff to update mm-hmm. your certifications. And sometimes mm. those certifications aren't updated in a timely fashion. Um, so it's not that they're not updated. They're just not updated when I'm doing whatever I'm doing. So here's the other part of that, right? Um, about, about like knowing your worth and having your certifications and all that. You said something to me um, earlier. You were like, at this point, he's probably underpaid. Yeah, he's underpaid. Yeah, he's, he's underpaid already. Game one. He was underpaid when they signed him, mm-hmm. right? Um his name alone brought, like like Joe Pompiana said, 150,000 new followers. The ticket sales for the games, even if they had lost their game, the ticket sales for the game would have surpassed everything that they did from last year. So that's interesting, right? So um, for those that you know follow along our journey, because we do our Friday live shows and we talk a lot about our personal life on our Friday live shows, Um Check us out on Fridays. As long as we don't got nothing going on in our life, we on Fridays, um, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But um, I just came back from a conference in uh, in Utah. So I was on a panel in a conference in Utah. But it was interesting because um, it was a real estate, like, you know, um, valuation conference. And technology was in there as well. Real estate valuation technology. Um, and what I realized in there is there are Deion Sanders's for lack of a better term, in every industry, in every, every industry, there are certain people when they walk in the room, they can make, they have a presence, their value is at a different level. And I was sitting there thinking about it as I was going down. Um, so I was on a flight um, coming back from there after sitting through some of the sessions. And I'm like, you know, certain people are rock stars in their industry, but I was on a um, flight and I'm going through my iPad. I'm looking at like a different um, magazines, right? And I'm like, yo, there's like a magazine for everything. And then in every space, there are rock stars, right? So if you're in the medical profession, there are certain doctors that me and Corey may not know, but you know who they are, the surgeries yep. they do, like they're rock stars. And I just want to make sure as our people start to um, 
because you know studies show that we're now becoming more, we're getting into the professional ranks more and more with our um you know degrees and our certifications and all these things really to pay attention to your value and understand your value and our skin is a value right now that I haven't seen in my lifetime right I've I've known people who told me like yo this is a good time to leverage um our melanin to get to get to a place but also once you get there keep that door open and bring others with you right I think that's yeah. that's what Dion that's, is doing yeah, that's what he's doing that's what he's doing I looked at some of his assistant coaches I'm like all right so they getting paid they getting paid at a high level also yeah so it's not just about being that rock star in your space but bring some folks with you bring the next generation of folks that can follow in your footsteps you know what I mean yeah, uh, so I think this is a, a great story overall. I think it is a black wealth story as well as a sports story. Um, that's the angle that I saw. It's definitely a wealth story because so many people were eating. Like he's his own little money universe, and so many people eat from his plate. Basically, you know what I mean? Like, like those coaches don't get paid those salaries without him. His son doesn't get those nil deals, and Travis Hunter doesn't get those get the deal he gets without without Dion. Um, but that's why it's so legendary because the day that he closes his eyes, no one will talk about the money he make, but what they'll talk about is how he's put other people in place to do the things that they're doing. It's kind of like the LeBron story, right? When they always, they always talk about whatever team LeBron goes to, he takes a whole economy with him. He does. Like, they was talking about like um, downtown Cleveland and how much money he was going to make when he went back to Cleveland, how much they lose when he goes to LA. Like he's his own economy, but the beautiful thing about how that brother moves is he put all his folks in position. He put a bunch of women in position too, like to run his other businesses. Those women run those businesses. Like LeBron put a lot of black folks in in, in place. Um, I don't necessarily agree with every move that LeBron makes. Absolutely, um, um, because you know nobody agrees with it. any other you know human does all the time. Yeah, but in general, I really think LeBron at heart. You know what I mean? He's a net positive. Like, so that's the yeah, thing. He's, he's definitely net positive. Yeah. Even if you would disagree with, like, you know, a couple of things that people do, it's like, you know, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? You have to, you have to. No, uh, not at all. Like, me and I got beef with a lot of stuff that Dion did over his lifetime. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. as far as what he's doing right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, I'm going to keep it a being with you, right? There's nobody I agree with on this planet 100% of the time. I got beef with some of the decisions I made in the past. Like, so, right? like who, who am I? Like, yeah. like, who is that I got beef with myself with some of the decisions I made in the past, right? But at the end of the day, though, it's like I just look at trying to do the right thing, right? Be, no, be like, um, net these, positive. Those, these, these brothers are doing it right because they help a lot. Of, like, we talk about black wealth, so we ain't talking about, you know, because these white institutions is making money off of them. And we're not even talking about that. But we're talking about what he's done for black families and, and black wealth, mm-hmm. generating dollars for black people. Um, he's taking those those institutions, which were going to make money anyway, and used them to help to make money for for the folks you know around him. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why he left Jackson State is because he those opportunities weren't available. So you know it's, what I mean? It's funny because when I had my my beef about him leaving HBCUs, I talked to a lot of folks and some of my um some of my more radical folks were talking about the politics of it. And and I totally get that. I get the politics of it, but like, that's why I think part of growth and part of like, you know, on maturing is understanding that life is, is not black and white, right? There, yeah. There's so much nuance and gray area in life in general. He, he saw something. My thing is, and he says this a lot. And I, I agree with this because this is how I live is that, 
just because you can't see my vision doesn't mean that it's not there. You no, know what I mean? That's and, right. And he said that. He said that just because y'all can't see what I'm doing and what I've done doesn't mean that it's not happening. Yeah. So it was. It's 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 the politics of it, right? But then this gets into a, a, a deeper conversation of why he had to leave there to fully maximize his wealth, right? So he has this. He's a walking wealth machine, right? Let's say. In order for him to fully maximize that, he had to go into a different space. And that's a deeper conversation because that now gets into history. It gets into the, the wealth that we truly have as black Americans. It gets into the wealth that we don't have. It's, it's and again, it comes from me reading data like pretty much every day. I'm looking at data. 99% of the time is real estate data, but I always look at wealth data. And every time I read wealth data, it's like, I really question it's getting to a whole deeper conversation, core, but I really question like um we do work with people and families all the time. And people have literally told us, like, yo, man, you changed my life. But every time I look at the data, I'm like, damn, am I really doing something good? Now I know that you can't help everybody. You could help, you know, who you can help. But in order for wealth to truly transform in this country the way that people want it to, it's going to take politics, not necessarily personal finance. But it doesn't mean you don't focus on the personal finance, right? So I say that to say a lot of times people looked at the, the politics of the decision and, and not the fact that he had to leave to open up this whole this whole big you know wealth machine. And why he had to leave is the deeper problem, right? Why why aren't our institutions funded in the same way? Why don't we have the wealth in the same way? And this also goes into the circular conversation of understanding your wealth, right? If we let's just take chattel slavery, right, and the value that we produce for this country, if we were paid a fair wage for that value that we produce, what would it be? How many? How you many? You can't put a number on that because of the free labor. Like you can't even put a number on that because the free labor hours is what built America, right? So there's the the the, the highest cost for most companies is labor. Yeah, and and this country which is a giant corporation um had free labor for 150 years so that's the thing right in economics they say the agents of production are land labor capital and entrepreneurship slash management so you got one of the four agents of production for literally free right and you like you said usually that's the one that costs the most um so that's why I said this gets into a deeper discussion about history, because if historically we were paid a fair wage for the labor that we produced, our institutions would have. He wouldn't have to go somewhere else. That's why I said it's a deeper conversation. It starts on the surface level where you say, man, this is great what he's doing. But you start to peel it back and you start to realize, like, man, you know, we really got shafted. That's why I said it's going to take um, an act of policy. What you just said, and, and, and most people don't understand, is the agents of production, right? We don't own generally the agents of production. Well, none of them, for the most part. And that's part of what we're talking about here. When we're talking mm-hmm. about the black wealth conversation, is that we don't own any of the agents of production. We don't yeah. control our water sources. We don't control the we don't control land, the land, land, we don't, the water, we don't anything. Control the water. We don't control. Like the government controls, you know, basically the government decides which companies succeed and which don't succeed. And that's another thing people don't understand, which is why you said the politics of it. Yeah. Which yeah. Is because, you know, the pol- government policy dep- really depicts and, and, and says who succeeds and who doesn't succeed. Right. Because you could be doing the same thing 
in Philadelphia that somebody else is doing in, in rural Jackson, Mississippi. But because of the politics in Jackson, Mississippi, they could be getting paid way more than you could be getting paid in Philadelphia. And it's because of the politics of where you at. Like, like you have to understand the politics, local, federal, and state politics so that you can, you know what I mean? To, to, to yeah, they, 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 they just can't be ignored. They, it can't be ignored. Yeah, um, so... So when we when we talking about these discussions, like it's not just Dion is a walking wealth machine. Um, he understands his wealth in every marketplace. It's not just his marketplace, right? Um, because he's been a star since he was a teenager, right? Yeah, you talk about politics, right? So Airbnb, as we record this uh, episode, Airbnb a couple yeah, days clapped it. But listen though, they a couple days ago they got and then they were entered into the S and P five hundred, right? Um, which was, you know, that's an accomplishment to be put in the one, you know, an S&P 500. And then a couple days later, I was reading this last night, New York says, all right, now we're going to start, um, we're going to start enforcing a, a legislation that we've had for over a year, right? In order to have an Airbnb, like you have to live in the premises and you can rent out a room and you can't have more than two occupants at a time. I was like, hold up, that's going to like F their market up. I'm like, and as I'm reading it, it's like they already had this on the books. Why are they now waiting to implement it? It's again, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like I guess I am, but it's just, it's just fishy in terms of the timing of there it. There is no conspiracy to what you're saying. The timing is exactly <laughs> what you think it is. There's no conspiracy to it because it, it happened. Right. So so conspiracy so let's just is something that may have happened and you don't know. Like it happened. All right. So, so let's do this. Right. So I don't know. Again, I haven't looked at the data on this. I don't know how big New York represents. I know New York's the biggest city. I don't know how much of their money that represents how this can affect them. I looked them in the market today. They were up a little bit today, but I don't know how this will affect them long term. But let's just say it does for argument's sake. That means that you've created value with this business and this software. And through the stroke of a pen, someone can literally just put a dent in your business. Oh, this this is why this is why it's all connected and why. Like you, you got to understand that politics plays a part in wealth. You said something a couple minutes ago um, that I didn't want to gloss over. You was like the government determines who succeeds and who doesn't. I don't think a lot of people know that, right? Because as, as talented as a lot of us are, and as, as much as we're able to create and do, the government still can stop all that, yeah, right? Like, like let's just say somebody like Wesley Snipes, super talented, knew his value in the marketplace. The government put a whole stop. To everything he was doing and froze my man accounts and had my man living in the whole country. He didn't follow their rules because he didn't follow their rules. He ain't follow their rules. They had my man living in a whole nother country and could they did the same thing that Yassine Bay had my man in a whole nother country, couldn't even get back in the states and had his accounts all jacked up. You know, we didn't we're not talking about his children's situation and all that. You know, he got some situations with that, the child support and all that, but I'm talking about. I'm talking about government taxation issues. You know what I mean? Like they come, they, you know, like these are super talented people who know their value in the marketplace and can't even use that talent because the government decided that you personally are not as valuable as you think you are because you haven't given us our due. Like, so the government decided that like no one else decided that, but the government, you know what I mean? Like the government could have said, Hey, waive those taxes and do your thing. You know, I, mean? I think that's a great conversation. I know we went, you know, it went way off in the Dion, but it's all connected. The reason I say that is because having conversations with a lot of our folks, especially our folks that are investors or whatever, they focus so heavily on investing and not politics. Um, 
But you ever wonder why, if you look at the, the average net worth of folks in the Senate, it's high as hell. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's nowhere near what the median uh, family is making, right? So you start to wonder how can they even relate to them, but that's a different story. But the point I'm making is when you see people who have success on a corporate level or an investing level or whatever, and they end up going into government, folks be like, why would you want a government job? All right. And I remember um, there's a documentary on uh, Netflix. It's about ancient Rome. And the guy was saying in a documentary that this goes back to Roman times, right? You make your wealth, whether you are farming, a merchant, whatever it may be. And then you get on the center to protect said wealth. Somebody from this family gets in place to protect the wealth. And it's like, kind of like Yellowstone. Yellowstone. We were yeah, watching yeah. Yellowstone. Yeah, that too. They did it in Yellowstone too, right? Yeah. So that, that too, like, yo, you're going to go over there in this position. You go over there in this position. We're going to protect our land. But the, but it's funny because people are still running that same plan in 2023. Because that's like, there are things that are timeless, right? And when you, the people understand, people who really actually have something understand that nothing that you have is yours unless you can protect it. Yeah, they understand that, and part of the way to protect that is to get into these governments. That's why people with a lot of money back politicians and do all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's because you to protect their wealth, they have to, to protect their lifestyle. They have to you you. It's not yours unless you can protect it. Mm -hmm. And so they, you know, again, because we haven't had wealth, we don't understand these conversations. We don't own the means, means of production, which is going back into what we were saying. It's all tied together. If you don't, if you can't protect it, it's not yours. It's also why you see some wealthy people outside of their values, um, why you see them shunning away from even letting people know their wealth, right? Yep. Because that's a whole other way of protecting it. I'm protecting it by letting not letting you know that I have it. Yeah, it, it, it don't exist to you. You don't know it's there. So, yeah, so it that's don't, way of protecting it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so I think <laughs> we went. As we always do, it's supposed to be a great conversation, though. But I think it's um it's all tied together because my man recognizes value in the marketplace. He's opened it up, um, made us all Colorado fans for at least a year, um, and helped his team, his family, literally uh, get get pieces on the way, man. So I think this is a great story. It's a it's a black wealth story, a sports story. Um, yeah, man. So I need them to run the table, dog. I need them to run the team. I don't know if that's possible. They have a murderous schedule. I was looking at their schedule like, oh my god, they got a crazy schedule. They do, but they got they got talented people. But and I guess the guess the one thing I'll always remember is they were one and eleven last year and lost they already. They they even with last year already. Yeah. So if he win one more game this year, then he already doubled up. So you know that that's a success. But. I mean, it's already a success. So I just want to salute him for, for what he's able to do for everybody around him. Um, the questions that I want to leave our audience with for those listening or watching is um, some of the strategies you use to, um, you know, Take protect your value in the marketplace, right? Protect your value in the marketplace. And also, what are your thoughts on um, Dion and the start that uh, he's had and what he's been able to do in terms of like helping folks around him, whether it's his assistant coaches, whether it's his sons, his other players and just the value that he's brought to them as well. What are your thoughts on Dion in Colorado? If any, um, please leave us feedback, leave comments in the, in the YouTube section. If you're listening to the audio, you can always send us a, I don't know, is it a call to tweet or X, whatever it may be. Um, <laughs> shoot us a message on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Also on Instagram, we're at by the hood. We're on TikTok at by the hood. Basically everywhere is at by the hood, but give us some feedback 
about Dion this episode. And please share, like, comment, subscribe, all the YouTubian stuff, as Dr. Umar says, all the YouTubian stuff. Um, Cool. Any last thoughts on Dion, Colorado, Black Wealth, our whole conversation? No, man, I said everything I had to say, man. I'm proud of, I'm proud of his um, accomplishments, though. You know what I mean? As seeing as somebody that, that, that you know, mm-hmm. um, knows his worth in the marketplace and, and, and takes advantage of that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's very few of us who really understand that, and, and I'm glad he does and, and does what he does when he, do, when he um, you know, makes his moves you know what I mean? all right man so not a best question man i'm looking on DraftKings, man they got colorado minus three man you taking colorado minus three or you taking nebraska plus three <laughs> taking colorado dog <laughs> i'm taking colorado and and I'm, and I'm gonna parlay i'm gonna push your door at 500 yards and <laughs> <laughs> your, door plus your door at 500. <laughs> All right, y'all. So listen, man. Uh, we appreciate um, <laughs> all the love we get. Do all the YouTube and stuff, man. As we always say, it's not about much how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates. We'll see you guys in our next episode. Peace. Peace.